Welcome to the My Personal Football Coach Youth Soccer Player Development Podcast, episode 53 with Victor Orta. Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. Hi guys, welcome back to another show. Uh, This week we've got a real cracker for you. Uh, We've got the Director of Football of Leeds United, uh, newly promoted to the Premier League, uh, Victor Orta. Uh, Really proud that he came on to, this is a little bit different this one because basically we've been running the webinar series, the Coaching Family, My Personal Football Coach webinar series and Victor very kindly came on to the webinar so we thought we'd just uh, share it again on this podcast to make sure uh, everybody can come to, uh, can get to hear it because really it's a fantastic insight into the, the world of uh, being a director of football at a massive club like Leeds and obviously working at clubs he did before, obviously famously at Seville as well. So talks about his journey, what it takes to really run a club and, and try and make it a high performance environment. So real, real privilege that Victor uh, shared some time with us and uh, I know you're going to enjoy this one. This is, is a real uh, fantastic uh, episode. If you do like the show, please do leave uh, a review uh, on wherever you get your podcast from. I really would appreciate it. it really does uh, does mean a lot. Uh, lots going on, obviously. Look, as we're getting back into football and and uh, things going on, uh, some sort of normality coming back. Uh, the My Personal Football Coach Club partnership going from strength to strength. Still, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've had clubs from Australia, uh, England, Scotland, um, Canada. Uh, America, all signing up to the My Personal Football Coach uh, Club partnership, utilising the My Personal Football Coach app, and obviously, you know, the unique thing, thing about this club partnership it is unique. Not only is it the most economical one out there in terms of no other, you know, club partnership gets onto it you know, per player per price, but also what we offer, we also include the coaches pass for free for all your coaches. Uh, the online resource with hundreds of drills where we release uh, new sessions each week, videoed sessions each week. You're not going to get that anywhere else either. So it's really trying to support clubs as possible, and not only you know uh, developing the players, but trying to develop and support the coaches as well. So if you're interested in how the coaches, uh, how the coaches pass, uh, the My Personal Football Coach Club partnership can take your club to the next level, uh, just drop me a DM. Let's get the, let's get you guys on board to join the the the, uh, the thousands of players all around the world and hundreds of coaches all around the world are utilising uh, this club partnership uh, at the moment. Um, but uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into the show. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll start off now. Just so um, look, really pre- pre- proud to welcome Victor Orta to the uh, coaching family My Personal Football Coach webinar. Thanks, Victor, for taking the time to join us. I know you're a very big man. Thank you, thank you for your invitement and my pleasure to try to share a bit my my knowledge and I hope uh, try share all my experience in 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 this Sunday. Lovely, fantastic. Well, without further ado, Victor, would you, would you like to progress when you when you start off with your your presentation? Thank you. Perfect, perfect. First of all, sorry if my English is not really good. I will try be explain my ideas. It's no, it's different, and my passion for the game. I hope try use the English in in a good way. I am going to to share my my presentation. One moment. This is my idea in try uh, create a 
my role of director of football. I think in football, the one of most important things is not only one road to win. I am going to explain what I believe is my idea to work in a club. But no, it's not the only way to win. It's a lot of successful examples about chief executive and director of football in the same role, about general manager success, about, about why not chairman making the role and with success. It's a lot of examples. We don't need we need to be humble and understand that it's not in football only one way to win. This is the idea that I have, but it's not the only idea. And I respect all the ways to win because at the end show that the football is really democratic in the ways to win. For me, in a club performance cycle, first you need to try control the internal factors and the external factors. Obviously, the internal factor is most easy to control. External perhaps is a bit difficult, but you need to try. One thing that is a big surprise in a football club respect another companies is about the organization. In the football club, normally, it's not really good organization because a lot of people make a lot of stacks with a, a lot of uh, things to do. For me, it's really good that in a football club, you try to determine in each position, each role, in each situation, how are your tax, how are your skills, how are your responsibilities. That, for me, is really important in all the sense in a football club. Then for me, it's really important the legitimacy. Obviously, that all the people works in football is works to win. It's clear. It's uh, obviously the circumstance that you are here to try get success, to try dream with your villa, a, a successful team. But I want win with legitimacy. In case of football, or in case of my role, by example, finance and fair play, for put example, because for me, in the medium and the long term, the legitimacy gives more foundation and give more solid ideas to work. And for me, this is really important. And why not? And the most important, the balance. The balance between sports result, business result, community result. Now that today we are in the first position in championship and suppose that is a good Sunday for all my fans. I think if I make a team with six Spaniards and five Italians because my chairman is Italian, it's not the same feeling. We need to balance all these kind of things. We need to understand in which club we are. I am really, 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 really small respect the club that I represented. The club is a concept that we need to understand is the most important and always the club need to be below of you in all the decisions that you take and for me this is important about the target the sport results obviously with a economy sustainable for survive the club and why in more decisive situation with respect of the community fans and all the environment that is in around of a club because for me, this is the key to make a sustainable and club performance cycle for the future. And why not the ambition? The ambition is resumes in the quote 
of you can watch in the down of the slide. Sounds like a typical quote that you can find in a Mac for the breakfast. But it's true. When you have an ambition positive, like shoot for the moon, even if you miss it, you will land among the stars. It's really healthy for the idea of your club. When the first time one person contact me with the possibility to work in Leeds United, my first proper remember was the Leeds United in European competitions. Was that I remember the first time when I was youngster. And now I am thinking, why not I can help to bring the club to this position? And now sounds a big dream, but half this goal can give to you responsibility to grow in the project that you are leading. <clears throat> what qualities I think to work in football? Is the football background. What is the football background? It's not only the ex-former player. You can be ex-former coach. You can be a star in a club like the other. I was a fan in a moment, a really fan. The typical fan that is going to the hotels to ask for the autographs to the players. And I was journalist. I was agent. I was in a different positions in a football. And all this kind of... A, more experience make the Victor Orta that I am now because still I have a proper fan in myself. Still I take a lot of ideas in my period of journalism. And even why not, I'm really clear when I was agent, for me it's really important. Academic education is a lot of things involved because in my role, you need to be have knowledge about HR. You need to have knowledge about laws. You need to have knowledge about uh, technical choices in football. You need to have knowledge about economical. You need to have knowledge about big data. Wow, it's a lot of things around that you need to have knowledge in, in the role of director of football. And perhaps you need to... I need to learn daily. And I don't stop to learn. And not only in a book, it's with the people that I have uh, around me. But for me, it's really important. Why not? And again, we talk is about have passion for the game. I love my job. I love the game. I love football. And all the people know that more times is good, but more times is so bad. Today is a good Sunday. But if yesterday we lose, have an influence in the rest of your life. Because this is the thing about the game. You need to have seven, 24 hours you always can watch a game on TV or analyze. You always can read a report from one of your scouts. You always can have a conversation with your coach or your chief executive or your owner. You need to feel really passionate for this because it's 7.24. And more times it's good, more times it's not really good. Why not qualification and team player? We always talk about how one our team play together. but. Trust me, I am important not for me because I am completely nothing. I am important for the team that I have around, my scouts, my club secretary, all the things that work around me, make the things happy, that they are my eyes in the games. They are my people. They are the really important. I am absolutely nothing without one of these persons that work with me. And they are the really important in my role because they give me a lot of value 
to my day by day. And they are the really important. And for me, this is a key to be a, a, a team player in, in, in football because nobody wins a battle alone. Okay, player recruitment, because all the people think that the player recruitment is the key of a director of football. And I agree, but perhaps it's 50, 60, 65, 70%. For me, this slide describes how can be a perfect signing for our club. I divide the uh, situation in two, information and executive input. Information, obviously the scouting department, collect data in potential targets, in potential market, based on a criteria set for the club, disseminate the information between the key decision, provide fast of player recruitment, information. This is the arrow with the head coach and the arrow with the foot, football strategy leader or sporting director. Is the, fam the famous quote of Rafa Benitez in a winter market where he worked in Valencia that he said, I asked for a table, they bring me a sofa. I feel really proud to never bring a player without the okay of a manager. Because for me, the real key in a work of a sporting director is try and reach the work of your manager. The manager is the really important. And you need to be focused to give all the capacity to work, to enrich the work of your manager. And in about the player recruitment, it's no one meeting in May before the market. It's the day by day, the knowledge share experience, share opinions, discuss, and all the things that you can work and be clear in the point of view that you need to know about the kind of player can be successful for your coach. For me, this is really, really, really important, this synergy with your head coach. And then obviously, you need to involve the chief executive or the owner. The Sorry, we lost you there. There's a problem with the... Uh... Now? Yeah, I've got you there. I've got you back. Sorry. Perfect. Perfect. Sorry about that. I go. I go. I am going about to say that for me, a perfect recruitment is when one player cross the door of your club any people involved in the signing have the possibility to say no, okay? This is really important. Why? Because all the people is involved. And now start my quote. Obviously, if it's a successful signing, it's a teamwork, and the queue for success is really long. If it's a failed signing, only the sporting director is the responsible. But no problem. It's part of my job. I need to assume the mistakes like these kind of things. But the most important thing about this situation, I want all the people involved in the decision, but all the people have the chance to say no, in my opinion. Then for me, the skills in a sporting director obviously need to have extensive knowledge about football and football mechanisms in high level. Obviously, need to be mental strength, resilience. Why the resilience? Because in football, Success is really difficult and you need to pass bad moments and you need to pass bad moments and advance. You need to 
in the bad situations continue the role that is for me important the ability to ingest confidence and lead because you are a bridge you are a bridge between the board between the directors and between the staff and between the pitch and between the players you are a bridge and you need to have confidence to try all the people feel sure in the project because you are the link you need to be clever and manage these relations because in the past it's like a big gap between the boards and players and staff and now with the role of director of football you are a bridge and you need to be clever to try make this bridge the important key because more time you only receive complaints about agents players staff more and you need to convert these complaints in useful information and the day by day in your club and why not it's really important have bravery and ability to make decisions because at the end you are in a position to take decisions and you can fail you can be right but then you need to, to take decisions because it's not your role like director of football is absolutely nothing and for me this is another thing that is really important why i make the difference with a chief executive and i need to be quick because my because a chief executive has a lot of things involved sponsors a structure of the game a structure of the club uh, on file success you need to be it's difficult that one person is negotiating the sponsor in your shirt and in the afternoon can watch a game and in the night read a report from your scout this is for me the real difficult situation about put this role in only one position and again with the sports facts as sporting director because you need to develop the football policy you need to identify and recommend a head coach to work you need to provide technical expertise in player recruitment you need to have a oversee of the youth academy because you need to implement succession planning in the sporting side obviously i can know who is the best player under 12 in leeds but i give the responsibility to my academy manager but under 16 under 18 under 23 i need to have a oversee for make the succession planning and have an another idea methodology in the academy that for me is really important too this is for me key too because even the head coach have a lot of responsibilities to have what i am thinking what i prefer my head coach thursday watching sweden under 21 norway under 21 or watching a game of my rival for me this is important to provide and enrich the work of your head coach then for resume the important elements of player recruitment process obviously is receive a technical recommendation from the head coach like we discussed identify the potential candidates based in this relevant criteria examine financial and political ramifications for the club on recruitment specific candidate that is really important and obviously never give only one option we need to provide three four five options for a lot of situations for situations have strength in the negotiation for the situation of a lot of things can change during the market and then it's really important that you trust your knowledge but because it's not this name the second name is really worse no you need to be solid in the knowledge that all the options that you need to prioritize perhaps are different but all have 
add value to your trap in the process. This is our timeline scouting, okay? We start more or less in August, and its first period of view is quality and quantity about this class A leaks, where the class A leaks, we are proactive in the information. This situation, what say, August, September, October, November, December, we try watch the most quality quantity games. And each month of each league, we make a best 11. But obviously, a best 11 in realistic market situation, cost, performance, age, situation of control, potential. And this player, August, September, October, November, December, we name selected players, okay? We start January market and start the second period of the season. They we made the quality view. What is the quality view? It is a game in Spain. Girona with five players selected against Alcorcón with three players selected in second division in Spain is eight players and is another game. Malaga, four players selected against Mirandes, two players selected. We always watch the game with more selected players. This is the quality view because I have my resource and I am not a club like can have two scouts per country. Then one is my goal. My goal is try really know 200, 300 players that try no 3,000. This is for me the key. Because now, one important situation that is happening in football now is the information is there. All the people have information in a video analysis, why scout in a stat, in a statistics that I talk later if you want a small opinion about the statistics about one player score one goal in second division in League One with 16 years old, and we can watch in Twitter after two minutes. The information is democratic, is cheap, is free. In the past, when I was in Sevilla Football Club, our our goal is be the first to take the information. Now this is not is a stupid goal. Now the goal is try convert and transform the information in knowledge useful for your club, in knowledge that you need disseminate for take decision. For me, this is a key in this situation in football, and it's really important. Before the information be the first was decisive. Now is managed the information is deficit. Because when we sign a player, we need to try minimize risk. First, obviously, in terms of technical, with the video analysis, why scouting is that you can receive and watch perhaps the last 2,000 minutes in a player. The same in physical, but it's the same. Obviously, uh, scouting in life, you can detect it more physical situation about the players. And then you can minimize the rise in the first two things. Transition is more difficult. Now we start the real problems. Why? Because you detected a player performing in this shape with these teammates in the same country that you or in a different country, in the same league that you or in a different league. And you need to imagine that this player put away of this environment and continue perform with you. It's not easy because you can have a lot of objective opinion about that. 
but you need a lot of subjective opinions about that. When all the people told me about Monchi, my mentor in Sevilla Football Club, for me, the best director of football in the world, he was massive in this point because he always knows that this player can be better, but this player is better for Sevilla Football Club. And more things of this is not only analysis, it's intuition. I cannot find the right word in English, but it's a smell the possibility to this player is successful for you. And then the real risk situation, because we are talking about people, we are talking about humans, that is the psychological way. Obviously, you can know that this player have this behavior in this country, have trained this, you can analyze the social media, you can discuss about a lot of things around, but at the end it's a risk because, and you need to assume this risk in a good way because we need to assume the success in this kind of things like a part of the process, but you need to assume the fail like a part of the process because we are talking about people, about humans, and it's really difficult to try put together these four characteristics to minimize the risk to try and sign a player. This is the tools that I am using now, the video when Guy Scout and Hadel, video and statistics in stat, we have our database that is ESF with the same reports, same analysis of player characteristics, same notebook. And now we are working with the algorithms of big data, Stasbon, CSKill and Transfer Lab. In a, a quick, uh, opinion about the big data, I consider the 70% of my decision call all style, call expertise eyes, call the report classical, and I am using the 30% of the data. How I use the data? In two ways. First of all, I need to say that the football is improving a lot with the data, but I believe it's not a repetition of sports, like by example, baseball, that you are repeat the same action and then you can create patterns to analyze the performance. In football, it's difficult to create these patterns. It's improving, the intelligence artificial is improving, but still it's a long way. I recommend this one book, it's not about football, it's about data, that's his name, is The Signal and the Noise. It's the Nate Silver, one of the most important person that know about the big data. And he believed that it's more important the quality data than the quantity data. This is determinant. And now we are working hard in this in football, but it still is a long process. Why I use this kind of things? By example, if I want a number eight and I know my coach like that, the number eight can still bowl in the opposite side, I can know who is the five players that I choose more still balls in the opposite side. If by example, I don't have access to second division in Holland, and I don't have people to watch. I can put a pattern of starts and create five, six, seven names, the young player that my team start to monitor because first the information was from the data. But then I put in my team to watch. This is use the data like a proper tool, information about you. No decisive, one more to analyze. And I respect the team that use the data like determinant. And I respect that the teams, the data is for the players. I prefer the model mix. The human opinion is important. And the data is part of this 
kind of decision, okay? It's not only one of the other. I believe in the model integrated, that for me is really important. By example, we talk about psychological report, and for me, the ideal situation is try know who is this player in concentration and focus, in stress management, in competitiveness, in self-confidence, in work ethic, in learning ability. But this is really difficult if you don't work with a player during one year or during two years. This is really difficult. Obviously, this is a good goal when we can make a psychological report of a player. But most times, all these opinions or of external people of your club or mates, coaches, that is opinion. But even we need to analyze why this player have this behavior there, there. Then try minimize the risk in psychological is really, 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 really difficult. Really difficult. For finish, I'm going to the schedule about the 30 minutes presentation. This presentation is more longer, but uh, I understand that today I, I cannot use more time. For me, the key factors leading to success in football, first of all, is observation and analysis. That for me is important. If the owners and the people that is in the power in the club understand that long-term planning is a really good foundation for a club, because we need a team building between football and management, that for me is really important, with the job development that is really important. Then have authentic, a legitimate community engagement, that is a key. We are here because we need to be happy, a lot of people that is behind us, that is the fans, because it's the core of the club, this kind of thing. They made all for his club without expecting nothing. Then we need to have the responsibility to give all our effort to be a lot of people that is behind you in this level. Like we discussed, balance between sporting, media, commercial, and community requirements. One of these webinars that is really good in one of the things that the COVID made good for us was the education. And now a lot of webinars, a lot of situation that the education of your staff for improve each day like professional for me is an important goal and like we discussed in a long-term planning if you have a continuity and a stability of technical structure it's really important for hard foundation for success and then if you can get of this i am sure that all the class clubs in any level in the world can have success in the football world Thank you for these 30 minutes. It was really quick, but I hope try explain what I understand the football and my core of football with, with this presentation. Absolutely. Really interesting, Victor. Thanks very much. Uh, I'll, I'll kick off some of the questions where it's the, the guys are giving us some questions. You, know, you mentioned at the beginning there about the, the Leeds culture being really important. That you're not going to have, you know, 11 foreign players in there. Tell us a little bit about that and, you know, what have you done to, you know, make that, um, make that point in the club? First of all, obviously, I have opinion from Liz that I love in when I was a fan, but my first year was decisive. I made a lot of mistakes my first year, and I cannot say anything. I made a lot of mistakes, and I understood my mistakes for growth. I understood what kind of player is good for Leeds United, what kind of coach can be good for Leeds United. And obviously, I spent one year trying to understand because it's not the same when you are outside or inside. I know here the lead fans love the talent, but I know the lead fans love the effort too. That is really important. 
try mix, love the intensity, love that for be a Leeds United player, you need to have really a strong mentality. You need to be a special player. And then I understood after my first year, a lot of things about around the club, even in not his real position, that is the championship. I need to, to be more clear about my, my detecting football players. And not only this, the philosophy that like director of football I need put around the club. And obviously was my mistakes of the first year, like was the first situation that I understand where I am. So do you, do you mean by that sometimes that you may be trying to implement something that you've done previously at Seville or have a similar culture, at Seville, you know, trying to implement a civilian culture at Leeds and maybe then that wasn't so productive? But they have a lot of things in common. By example, academy. Sevilla Football Club Academy produce a lot of talent, but obviously for be successful, you only cannot use the academy. You perhaps to, to bring good players. But by example, I cannot be arrived to Leeds and forgot the academy. One of our best decisions, like Chief Executive Angus Kinnear and Andrea Radicani, is increase the investment in the academy with three million each year more. We improve the facilities for the first team and for the academy. Why? Because in Leeds United, the academy is really important. And like director of football, I need to give support this idea. It's true that I grow in a club like Sevilla Football Club, that the academy was deficit. Jesus Navas, Sergio Ramos, Jose Antonio Reyes, Antonio Puerta, that was a massive player, three World Cup winners in the Spanish uh, World Cup uh, won. And I need to feel the same here in Leeds United. I need to say that I need to bring the academy with the talent of outside and create the core. And for me, these kind of things, obviously, I was happy because I grow in Sevilla, but I detected the same in, in Leeds and I need to respect this. Do you have like, I mean, you mentioned that you, you give the, the, the academy manager the you know the authority to obviously manage that, but do do you have um do you do you have a, a say and influence in the style? You're adding a little bit more, a bit yeah. of Latin flavor as well to the academy as well as that leads. You know that I have a really good luck. I have a really good luck with for me the best academy manager in the country that is Alan Underwood, because we always link from the start in the modernity to understand the academy, in the modernity to grow. He's a person that solves all the problems and the academy have always a lot of problems. And obviously in a moment, arrive any problem to my table. But when I arrive these problems, it's because it's decisive situation for this side. And my way of leading is give freedom and responsibility to all my people around, from the academy manager to an, a head of recruitment to a scout. I am not the typical person that what you make, what you make, make in this way, making this way, no. I prefer analyze the results, not the process. And I want to give freedom to the people make this. And with Adam was this level of communication, this level of demanding. Now we are trying to be category one that for us is up and he was in the process completely defensive. And I feel really proud to have this academy manager because we are in the same line. And he knows that more times the distance between professional football and academy and even I try to say, no rivals, because it's the same club, but distance here in Leeds, have distance, but we are together because we know the success of the first team is good for all the people, really good for the academy. And the same, if we produce players from the academy, it's really good for all the people. And then this is the important thing, stay together. And with Adam, it's my pleasure because to be honest, for me, the best academy manager in all the country. 
Interesting. So, so for example, if you, you talked about you knowing the best players in the 15s, the 16s, the 20, the 23s, for example. Do, do, do you, obviously, how much do you take that in mind when you're recruiting new players in? How much do you take in mind maybe, oh, we have a under 18 who's very good. I don't want to block his progress. Yes, this is important because imagine the academy recruitment like a cycle and then the professional recruitment, another cycle, in a moment that the two cycles is a part that is together. And we need to share this together part, like you say. If I have under 18 playing defensive midfielder and center back playing with England under 17, obviously I, I cannot bring a French player playing in the same position. We need to are align in this kind of things. And in our way of, of the first team idea with a lot of youngsters around the first team, we need to provide quality for the Youth Academy to this. And then it's a constant communication. It's not, again, about one meeting in May. It's about briefings uh, weekly about what's happening in the academy, what's happening in the first team, and stay together. And again, I feel really proud that Adam leading my academy because make the things really easy to me. And I know the academy problems, daily basis is a big, big, big job. Uh, one of my friends is involved in the in, in the football agency world. He said, "Oh, he he knew you." He said, "Oh, Victor's a good guy. He always picks up the phone uh, when I ring him." How much how much of your time do you spend, you know, speaking with agents, communicating? How much how much time does that take up? You know, with that that's part of the game. I I don't consider be a good person for make this because if I don't make, I am a bad professional, and the agents are part of the process and providers and more times give solutions to the clubs perhaps in the past the agents was a part that they are a provider technical recommendation okay now it's changing because again with the information more open to all the people the agents lose importance in to give the technical expertise but still they are really 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 necessary for half information in terms of contract in terms of a lot of things and why not to provide a name that perhaps you don't know and try analyze with your team. And why not? To help you to sort situations between another club and you. This is important. Then I don't feel a good person for take the phone and agent. I, I, I feel a bad professional if don't take the phones to agent because it's part of my process. Yes, that I if you want her that in market, perhaps I have 50 calls. Yes, obviously I have 50 calls, but perhaps it's, I cannot answer this answer to uh, the next day or two days later or a message that we are in that is true that in market i can receive 50 to 60 even 70 daily calls yes i receive in in period of market of transfer yes there's a question from darren he says um what was the biggest thing you have learned since being at leeds well that was a latin club in a lot of things the passion of the fans be one club city is more than a football club and I learned a lot about the culture of the effort. It's really good that I feel that it's a lot of people around the club that not only players, people that work in the club, really grafters, that is a word that I, I learned in, in your side, really grafters that love this and work for the club. And Leeds United is not in the average of salaries of championship in terms of all professionals, of a director of communication or director of the of the other and they feel the this batch and for me it was amazing because i work in other clubs that they are more outside of the club and i feel all the people involved in Leeds united 
love the club and for me i feel really proud to be part of this family because we are a family in a lot of moments another question darren he says does Leeds give you a different set of challenges compared to other clubs you have been involved in or just being in england maybe one challenge in Leeds is we need to win and i need to assume that i cannot explain the people that perhaps we are the ninth or 10 budget in the league or 11 budget in the league this is an excuse but this is a challenge in the same time. You understand, I want to explain. I cannot say, no, hey, we are the 9, 10, 11 budget. This is how, no, no. You need to win. Forgot the budget, forgot uh, if we have another difference with the parachute payments of the Premier League clubs that they relegated. Forgot this. You need to win. And this is a challenge. And this is a challenge because it's the responsibility of 100 years of success and history in this club. And obviously, I make these kind of things to try win and then it's a challenge because more times you need to assume this responsibility like part of the process question from rafael he asks you at leeds what does recruitment look like at youth level what kind of players do you recruit look to recruit now we improve a lot because we signed paul midgley for recruiting players to 14 to 18 and then obviously still we are category two we make a lot of around uh, leads that is to be honest a lot of provide of talent if we are category one perhaps we open more uh, the recruitment to other part of the country but we need to have the resource to give this possibility we want to grow step by step interesting uh Christopher andrew says uh, with there being a lot of discussion around a manager's ability to manage up just as well as managing down can you please share any advice uh, around areas worth developing to grow and refine skills or working with the management team above the manager. So what advice would you give somebody who aspires to work in your, your position? You need to be in the part of relation with the manager. You need to support him. And even it's a moment that has discussions. You need to be the weak part. You need to have the, have the compression. You need to have the other part to try help because more times the manager are alone and the responsibility, the pressure that they have is really important. And you need to be really careful. You need to be really clever. You need to support. And more times my advice is be the part more weak and try be more comprehensive and try be more dear and more kind. Because more times the day by day of the manager is really difficult with a lot of 25 people managing the, the other. And, and then you need to be a constant support. For me, it's the advice and you need to have. And obviously be part of these kind of things like emotional and technically if they want to do an advice. But you never to give a question mark. You need to answer. So you never need to say one thing. You need to answer to help your manager, in my opinion. Uh, here's a question from Dennis. He says, um, is it possible that you can tell us something about what a typical scout report format looks like at the club? It's We described uh, three ways. Uh, physical technical and tactical each uh, each uh, have around five or six uh, descriptions about if different positions is not the same right back that winger or number six than a striker then we have a value with a number and then we make a resume with a description and then the most important situation that for me is a key is at the end of the report, I want an opinion that can be five, line up Leeds United, four, squad Leeds United, 
three continuum monitor and two on one that can be discarded. And you are telling me, uh, why, Victor, it's only one game. But Saul, I don't want a description report because a description report I can make. Because if you analyze a player, you can make a description. I want an opinion. And obviously, I am never going and assign a player because have a five on the report. And I know never not sign because have one. But obviously, if I analyze the report of all the scouts, five, four, three, four, five, five, four. Wow, wow, it's a good player. You understand me? For me, it's not the description, the definitive in our report. It's the opinion. And now even we are given another value that is performance of this day and potential. Because perhaps the player have a bad performance, but like a scout, we detected that have a potential level. And you can put performance C, potential four, because you think that the player can grow. And this is really useful, the information. Then is the report that I want, report that give me value, opinion, not description. How, how many times would you watch a player before you sign a player, do you think, typically? Minimum 25 games. 25 games? Yeah. And, 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 and what live, do you... live 10 to 15 and then video analysis a lot. Interesting. And would you do other things in terms of looking at, you know, at the player in terms of other background checks? Obviously, at the end of the background, you can get talking teammates, talking ex-coaches, giving information, social media. You know, the classical yeah. thing that more times gives to you value, but you need to be soft in this kind of thing because it's difficult to get the perfect des description. Uh, there's a question from Andrew. He says, what ca key characteristics and strengths do you look for when recruiting coaches and managers? For me, the best thing is they, they develop players. And I have the good luck because I have the best manager develop players. Because make my work really easy. I give a player and he make the player better. This is a really good characteristic for a coach. Interesting. Do you, do, do, are you, um, would you say that you, you, you look for... For, to recruit maybe younger players to develop and maybe have a resale value or a combination? We need to part of philosophy of my club in this moment because we need to know where we are. And perhaps we are now in a position like club that is better bring young players to create development and grow. This is obviously, perhaps in four years, our level is different and we can sign solid players. But now we need to know where we are. And this part of philosophy for me is again, know where is our situation in this moment interesting his question another question from andrew he said what what do you what do you see as the biggest challenges that elite football faces in the future and any thoughts on preparing for this challenge would be hugely appreciated so what, what are the biggest challenges you think in elite football coming up Oof. i am thinking now it's a crisis of center backs i don't know the produce of talent in center back is decreasing it's really difficult and I know that in the football, we need to go to a very good physical preparation that we are making, but we never can forget the technical preparation. That for me is another challenge that not only go in the physical preparation. Essentially, um, that one is the centre-backs. Do you think there's just, just general, there's a lack of quality centre-backs coming up in England in particular? No, really? around the world. Around the world. I think now in the academies, because we make a really good detention of the talent, the centre-backs don't have challenge, they have 16. Why? Because with 12 years old, they win 6-1, 7-1, with 14, you always, and they have real challenge until they have 16 years old. 
And then this is the situation that is the production of talent in the center back is decreasing. It's my opinion. I don't know is the reason, but to be honest, it's difficult now to find talent in, in center backs because the quality of the pace of the attack players is increasing. But now you need to find a center back quick, but the distribution with the ball and wow, wow, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, interesting. Um, I said, that's a question from Paul. It says, uh, hi, Victor. In terms of developing players, do you think English teams are at a disadvantage not having B teams like Spain? I grow in a culture of B teams and it's really good. Because we put a young player playing, by example, in Cadiz, Ramon de Carrenza, in front of 12,000 fans, rival, and you grow. But I understand the philosophy in England is different. But perhaps we can put the B teams in national conference or the other. Because I don't say that under-23 league is not good. I, I think it's good. But I grow in the philosophy of B teams. And for me, the jam is a small respect of the competition of under 23 and B and play now here in England is create a tournament that I love that is check a trade trophy I love because it's tough games with young players with mature players good challenge good games perhaps not around a lot of atmosphere but it's a developed tournament for the B teams really good the check trade trophy in my opinion how important is the loan system in, in helping develop talent when it's good, always is good. When it's bad, it's horrible. <laughs> then it's difficult to say. The loan, obviously, the short-term loans was a culture in England really important and now Finney. And for me, I I understand why Finney for the FIFA regulations and this, but was a good moment. Now, again, you need to choose really well the loans because it can be of big success or can be really fail. It's not in the medium, never alone, never. Interesting. Here's a question from Jamie. He says, uh, hi, Victor. Even in a good moment like this, how much preparation do you do in terms of identifying the next manager who will follow the current one, maybe? It's like a daily basis work because at the end, we have the best, but obviously it's the football players. You need to be updated around all the, the, the these things. Do you have like a scouting network for managers as well? Obviously less because I don't have a lot yeah. of tools and I prefer to be focusing players, obviously. Yeah. Um, here's a question for Sahil. How do you manage your scouting assignments, target identification, squad balance, wage structure, etc., knowing we are 90% in the Premier League next season and so recruitment will be a whole different level? I don't want to talk about this uh, word that you talk, this name of this league. I don't want to talk today. I am a, <laughs> bit, a bit, you know. Yeah. I prefer don't talk. Sorry, absolutely. sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, Chris from Yan, how do you adapt your scouting network recruitment process to the one from Seville? Seville? Do they look very similar? No, it's different. These glasses one day need to change and say, wow. I am, by example, when I arrived in Middlesbrough, the first four months I travel around England watching Premier Championship League One or League Two. And then, by example, the keep of the player with the center defender or the contact, say, wow, wow. I, I, my first two months was freaking full. Freak, what's happened? No. And then, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And then I need to assume that there's another thing that here give importance and perhaps I don't give importance. And another theory that in Spain for me is feel that it's important here is not relevant. 
and then I need to change my point of view of successful situation of players. And what's a change that take me time, take me time. Still, I think uh, any player that can success here and not success in Spain and the opposite, really successful in Spain and bring in England. We talk about this in the presentation transition. And wow, this transition was a part of my process and my challenge when I arrived. So what are the main differences between Spanish football and English football, do you think? For me, still here is the modern idea about the physical, but still the physical is deficit in question of transitions. You know, it's in Spain, it's still a slow attack defense transition. Here is really quick in all the divisions, perhaps different level, but it's, and then you need to players that need to report the effort constantly. And perhaps you have a player with really quality with the ball and he's only playing 10 meters around. Here in England, you cannot play in 10 meters around because perhaps the next ball that you lose, you have two versus one in the right and you need to move quickly, you know? It's my example, one of the things that, to be honest, I feel that here is, is different, even for the situation of the nice pictures that always are really good in all the divisions and these kind of things, by example. Do you think it's quite hard for some uh, players from other leagues to adapt to the English game? Yeah, it's really tough and it's really difficult because perhaps they need to change things that you are playing from the Jao teams in Spain during years and now one moment you need to, to even change movements. The typical movement of six Spanish that is horizontal here in England is more vertical than number six. And then it's a situation that perhaps you need to move. And then it's, it's, it's difficult. How, how do you, how do you anticipate that when you're scouting in terms of thinking about how, how long a player might take to adapt to? Uh, perhaps you need to think if the player have enough resource physical to make and then decide this. Perhaps you never analyze making the movement, but you think, wow, have enough legs to make or not uh here's a question from um jamie says what do you hope to leave in your legacy at leeds united like uh, to be honest obviously all the people own the promised land but i feel really proud to give all from me like personal and professional to the club and if i cannot huge this situation but i hope leave a better club that i found i hope i hope get this i am not sure but i hope it's my e for daily obviously with results too a uh, question jane says will the current pandemic affect the player recruitment for next season i think the market will be strange in terms of a lot of loans in my opinion Okay, and a uh, question Phil is, how many scouts do you have at Leeds and how many would watch a player prior to final decision being made? I cross the scouts. I have English department and international department, but I cross a lot of time the information. I have one head of recruitment, two senior scouts and seven part-times in England and two head of recruitment and three people in international. Total, with seniors, we are eight and part-times, we are seven. And what was it at Seville? Uh, no, bueno, the international one in Brussels that control all Belgium, Holland, North Germany, the other in south of Spain and two in Madrid and, uh, bueno, in Leeds, uh, based in Leeds or around, obviously. Uh, and what about you personally? What are your, your personal ambitions for the future? Maybe life after Leeds, maybe, if ever there is anything. My, my only goal is Tuesday against Luton now. <laughs> I cannot watch later. Obviously, 
my goal is try success the club that I am in this moment and like one person say leave a legacy then I will be the more happy man the most happiest man in the world fantastic Victor I think that's it I think it's all the questions from everybody thank uh, you appreciate thank much appreciate much gracias amigo appreciate your time thank you, thank you very much and good luck on Tuesday uh, thank you, you guys I'm sure it'll be going to be uh, good Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Dynamic Ball Mastery Program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.